Woody Guthrie Center and Bob Dylan Center present Fire in Little Africa, a multimedia hip-hop project inspired by the resilience of Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And now, coming at you live from Greenwood, here are your hosts, Ali Shaw and Doc Free. Who sang that song? I don't know, but it sounds like funk. So I'm it just gonna... is definitely some funk. Would you like yeah. for me to tell you who it is? Um, Sly. Oh, slide. Sly. Slide. Slide, like you're going to slide down the slide. Oh, I was going to say slide in the family stone. Whatever. Why don't you slide? Come on, Doc. Hey. Y'all over here with these inside songs. Just you know, I'm just we're talking to a producer today, so I'm trying to see, you know. I did I did know it was funk. I got close to that. I was like, that sounds like some funk you stuff. You did? You did yeah. know it was funk. I don't know who it is though. You gotta tell me who it is. It's one of my favorite mixes I've ever made. I made some mixes for my show years and years and years ago. And I remember um I was playing on some whatever and C Fox, rest in peace. Man, I miss C Fox. Uh he was like uh, sister, can I get some copies of these mixes for my show? And I was like, of course, I would be honored. Like he played them on his show and he would play them so much. So man, I miss E-Box. Yeah, the name of the group is uh, is uh, Slave. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, dope. Slide is one of my, they, that's a Tribe Called Quest sample. Okay, I gotta look at my- Baseline. Okay. Down, 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 down. Yeah, that's the what I was The cover for this song is nuts. Continuous one count. That's why I was like, that sounds like funk. But that's what's up. I'm gonna look him up. Slate. See how he speaks, Doc. Oh, continuous wait. one count. Wait, is um no, that's not. I'm thinking of something else. That I'm thinking of Prince when he had Slave on his face. I was like, is that for? Was that his little? And, why, I had, and like, why did he do that, Camus? Why did he do that? Okay, so he figured out after that. All right, so. Michael Jackson and Madonna, they was making like a bunch of money from signing their contracts and whatnot. So he saw that. He was like, hold up. This is their advance. I'm trying to get that. He signed, I think it was like a hundred and a hundred million dollars. He was like the first one to do that. But then he found out like what came along with the contract. He was like, oh, what? Like, I don't own none of my stuff. So he was like pretty much blatantly telling people like, yeah, I'm a slave now. Like, I was trying to get this bread, but I didn't know exactly what I was signing up for. I was just trying to get the money. And instead of being quiet about it, he was like, I'm going to warn everybody else. Like, if you're going to do this, be aware of what they're going to try to do to you. So much respect and RIP to, to, to Prince for taking the, the bullet for that. Because uh, it happened to a lot of people. And I know he was like the first one to like yes. blatantly tell us like, hey, they're using us as slaves, y'all. Like, let's not keep this going on. Let's try to end this. He, he is the reason why a lot of artists are no longer in that type of situation now. It's a, it's a rabbit hole to go down to, especially considering quite the odd and mysterious circumstances surrounding his, his, his ascendance from this mortal coil. So, you know what I mean? He was talking big shit for a long time, mid-90s. I know oh, they were, yeah. they, they would try to like, you know, throw the music on whenever he'd be like trying to accept an award and talking about it. Yeah. yeah, that was late exactly. 90s, too, because he had, what was it, two more record deals, I think, or two more albums that he had to, was it two or three? Anyway, oh. man, this is always when I will, Adrian was here. 
it was like only so many more records that, or albums that he had to release under that agreement. Mm-hmm. And so that's when he was like, oh, is that what y'all need from me? Well, let me become the artist formerly known as so I can do what I want over here. Okay. You know, and then the stuff that he released was like a lot of B-side stuff or maybe a greatest hits compliment. You know, it wasn't nothing new or it wasn't what he really wanted to do. You know, it wasn't what his real vision was because he didn't want to waste that on them because he realized, Mm-mm. man, Mm-mm. I'm not going to give you my heart because all y'all going to do is just take it and run trample away. Trample it. You're just going to trample on my heart. Man, I tweeted a whole thread of uh, the lyrics to The Love We Make yesterday. I don't know if anybody saw that last night, but I was like, you know what, I'm on. I feel like this is what we need today. I just did every little <laughs> verse, every hook. I was like, I mean, I said, and then the, I said, did y'all hear what he said? The only love there is, is the love we make. Now, go to bed. <laughs> no, that's when the organ come in. I'm not like I know a couple of Prince songs, but I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. So that's, not, that's good. I, like, what are the two I'm Prince like, songs you know? Say, huh? What are the two Prince songs you know? The two. My favorite song, honestly, by him is when, is when doves when doves cry, and Little Red Corvette. 1999 but like just the beat to doves cry is quote crazy like i love the drums on that so much like when i first heard that as a kid i was like this is why people like prince all right i get it i like this <laughs> oh o'malley where are you when we need you <laughs> mm. <laughs> i got a whole fake beef with o'malley right now he does not like prince he does not like him <laughs> yeah because he's, no. uh, he's a goofball look, look man <laughs> Michael Jackson and Prince had beef, and I still respect Prince. Dude was cold, bro. Like, you can't lie. Michael Jackson couldn't play the guitar, bro. Prince could. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was cold. I don't know how you cannot like so much. I love them both dearly. So it's like, how that's not fair. It's not fair to compare them. They're two completely different artists. Yes. It's like LeBron and Kobe. It's like, bro, they just, they're both great and they play differently. (laughs) Exactly. They both got to. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. That's uh definitely where I think I'm starting like put like little bookmarks on on my age. When when the youngsters start talking, Kobe, LeBron, Jordan's <laughs> not even in the picture. No, not more. even there. No, well, Rodman. Because, bro, there. Look, no he's, <laughs> he's at the pinnacle. He's at the pinnacle. I don't even try to. I don't do that because they always <laughs> say I'm from Jordan. So I was like, okay. Don't even, you know. So he's like, Jordan's okay, like, we're picking our favorite mini boss. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mini boss. Uh, favorite mini boss. Mini boss. Because it's well, Jordan, bro. Jordan's the goat. I'm sorry. So you see how easily we just ease right into this, this mini boss of a conversation that we have yeah. with a big boss engineer on the boards today. Hey, y'all, I'm Doc Free. And I'm Ali Shaw. Y'all welcome to the podcast. So, you know, we like to start with the banter and of course, you know, it we lose ourselves in it sometimes. I had to forget that uh Me too. we've got <laughs> agenda. We got an agenda. <laughs> well, and I think it's easy because you know, we want to make sure we point out Canvas was one of our engineers. Our yeah, our engineers. In the very um, beginning, when we were actually still doing the podcast in person and recording together, 
-hmm. he was there like yes. setting up all the equipment making sure our mic levels were right like mm -hmm. man it was a it was a little tough there in the beginning too and like finding different locations like where oh where can we record this time growing pains and Just we were doing pains. one in during covid it was it was like during yes. covid when it was like a lot higher like it was crazier yeah, yeah man. and we didn't really i don't think we really realized you know like how I don't know. We were just trying to figure it out, basically. Yeah, exactly. But we're we're sitting six feet apart from each out. other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are some good times. Thank you for that, Canvas. And, and first of all, let's just make sure that we tell everybody. I, I like to do my oh, radio yeah, introduction, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> so Canvas is, well, I, he just, I love his heart. He has a, he's a really great person, but he is a producer, singer, and entrepreneur from Tulsa. He produced multiple songs on the Fire and Little Africa project, including Bangers. City, yeah, Bangers for real. City of Dreams, Drowning, Banger. POD, Banger, and Brunch at the Brady. Man, Banger. I can't wait to talk to you about that one, man. Uh, he's a member of the World 45 Collective. And his new project, New Gym City with St. Dominic, is out now on all streaming platforms. Y'all, I got to hear a couple of exclusives today, like literally just a little while ago. And whoo, this We're over is here ridiculous. We're over here we are. Getting some, some, exclusive, some exclusives, exclusives. Man. Well, so. Makes you want to do that. Because that promo video is oh, everything, sir. Y'all made me go listen to that over and over again. Like, I had All to go right. find the original track, The Soul to Soul. Hallelujah. Hey, Mike Williams would be very, 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 very proud. Very proud. Yeah, man. So, Canvas, welcome to the Fire and Little Africa podcast as a guest. Grown man business. It's 10 o'clock. We'll meet him at the spot. If they don't really know your face, make sure you take a Glock. Turn down your base and park straight so you don't make it hot. Go to apartment 4A and ask for Haitian Jock. Short, bald nigga, gold chains and some ankle socks. Stick to business, nigga like the ramble cause he make a lot. Test this shit, make sure it's all there before you make the swap. Cause catch you slipping, niggas try to jerk you like Jamaican spots. But we ain't going for no funny business, we gon' take him out. But if it's cool, pay the man, shake his hand and shake the spot. Play it smooth, when you hop in traffic, take the safest route. Remember, we know that your mama stay off 8th and apricot. So don't do nothing stupid, play your part and if you make the drop we can turn this thing to a routine and now you make me walk take the pack and hand it off the canvas at the bacon lot he gonna cook the beast and flood the streets until we take the blocks it's sounding like this shit is the wheel or something like it's gonna change the world look man i don't know about all that change the world shit but what i do know is that they be going crazy over this man i'm telling you and the bitches oh lord Bitch, I'm Nino Brown in my town. Kick doors with the shoddy, making niggas lay it down. Give a fuck what you had going, it's our territory now. Cause niggas tried to write us out, but bitch, we tell the story now. This that get down, lay down, bean shit. 88 Supreme Team shit, they tell it to my red beam shit. This the audio, fish 
scale. Triple beam shit. 12 hours on the block, clock and serve a fiend shit. And they lined around the corner like the wire palms. Diction got me tripping, plotting on the empire. Lane switching in the side with the BBS tires. We gon' get there in a minute if you niggas really ride us. We just gotta stay persistent. Play positions, keep it quiet. Stack a couple of them binges so them people can't indict us. Sipping on pina colladas on an island. Dipped in Prado, only problem we gon' have is trying to hide all of these yeah. Thank you, thank you. How are you feeling? Man, I feel good, man. I feel very excited for what's about to happen for Tulsa, Oklahoma in general. Um, just speaking on the project and stuff. Just excited. Just, yeah. I'm, I'm very anxious, kind of nervous, but excited at the same time. So dig a little deeper into that. What makes you anxious? The exciting part is I feel like some of the people that I've been working really, really hard, they're, they're finally going to get a chance to, to shine, man. Uh, no pun intended to the to sing you and view went crazy on that but i just feel like it's gonna be a lot of people that that um just get a chance to finally showcase what they can do and what, what they've been trying to show the world and then right. I, i'm anxious because i hope that me and, and of course everybody else that's on the project and some people that didn't even make the project i hope they get opportunities outside of this that kind of spawn on from this you know so that's what i'm because i'm like i'm excited that it's coming out but it's like okay what's after this like what can we do to keep this moment going and because it's a big it's, alley it's too many, yeah it's too many talented people here to like not keep this going you know what i'm saying it's a it's a musical city in so many more ways than one like it's not even just this genre like there's so many different forms of art here and I try to tell so many people who don't live here like I'm trying to tell you you just need to come to Tulsa and feel it you just need to come put hey, your feet like, on the soil <laughs> what Steph say Steph said you gotta come to Tulsa to taste it yeah, yeah. and then when I said that about gym city or we're yeah. we talking about what's a gym and he was like no nah, no nah, we're not gonna tell people what it is I was like yes yeah. sir Okay. That's like my new favorite slogan now. You got to come to Tulsa to taste it. <laughs> Almost like it's you shoot night, step up. Tulsa and taste it. But the windfall, uh, like you said, I think is going to be exponential for, like, do also segue into what Ali said uh, to a place, the windfall for a place is going to have, like, a lot of creative and cultural output for a region of whether you call it the Midwest or the Southwest, I think, uh, yeah, it's going to put that magnifying and amplify all those good little parts, and it's, that's just going to rise to the like to the top. Yeah, yeah, man. That's, and I've been I've been telling everybody, like at like at the uh, the, the tidy retreat, and any anytime that we meet, like I've been just checking on people, like, yo, have you been educating yourself on the business? Like, do you know exactly what you want to do? Because, like you said, it's going to be a magnifying glass. Mm -hmm. and I believe they're going to be a couple of important people that want to see you. So mm -hmm. I, I just been helping. I've been just making sure, not just for myself, but for everybody else that I'm in contact with. It's like making sure you're ready. Like just make sure you know what you want. If you don't know what you want, that's fine. If you need to figure out who you need to talk to, just make sure you're you're on your A game. You know what I'm saying? Don't mm -hmm. don't miss this opportunity. I feel like um, we all should be trying to maximize this to its to its fullest potential. True. Sure. And I'm glad you're doing that. That's something like a good, you know, big brother would do. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you you staying on your stuff. You staying yeah, on man. it, you know, staying educated. You have to. It, like I said, it's a lot of people that have been working really, like, really hard 
for a really long time. So it's like, I don't want you to miss out on it because, mm. yeah, you know, you, you know, you just, you kind of fell in, in a certain area or something like that. Or you just didn't ask questions. Right. And I love like, especially some, you know, some of the artists that you work closely with, like here in this track today. And I'm like, clearly this is MC in the background going, Hey, I had questions. Yeah, I was like, who is the ad living? At first, I thought it was you, bro. I was like, was nah, no, that's MC, man. man. Okay, no, I'm like, only you only hear my vocals on the on the I don't know if y'all heard the very first track, but it's gonna be the first track that you hear. I'm only doing like background vocal singing. That's the only time you'll hear me on, on this uh project vocally. Mm. So, so when will we get to hear you do some more singing? That's what I want to know. Um. I got some, I got some songs. I'm just trying to figure out because this is the thing. I'm a producer, so and a songwriter, so I have songs. But then I'm like, man, maybe I could sell this to somebody that can sing it better. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I just be like torn between like releasing it myself or like, hmm. Well, you can make a demo, you know. True, true, and I ha- and I that's, that's pretty much what I have. Like it's like demos. So I'm trying to figure out like, should I release these or should I sell these? I mean, you could um, send it to be honest, if it sounds, you want me to tell you if it sounds any good. I might, I might do that. I might send it to you and you can give me some feedback. But, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, might, I might release some, I might release some stuff. But I am singing on, I am singing on the project on, uh, I'm doing like some background stuff on uh, Drowning, the song that I produced okay. on the project. I really like that track. Yeah, me too. I didn't even Thank realize you. that, Canvas. You did, you did some of the background vocals on Drowning? Yes. I did not yes, know I that. Did. I'm gonna have I'm gonna hear it a whole different way now. Oh I love that song so much. It's so beautiful. Thank you. I was trying to make people cry. That was my whole point. <laughs> you succeeded. <laughs> yeah, when I was when I heard that sample, my heart dropped and I immediately thought of RIP, but I thought of my, my best friend that passed. And I wasn't in a sad mood at all when I was like trying to find samples. But when I felt my heart drop, I'm like, oh, shit, okay. If I felt that, other people will. So I, then I just started making the beat around that. And then I was like, this is going to make people cry. My whole goal is to make people cry. Because I was thinking about the burning. Like, when I was making that beat, when I felt that, I'm like, okay, this has to be part. Like, if this was a movie, I was like, this has to be the scene where they walk outside yes. and they see everything burning. And they're like, oh, my gosh, what the fuck just happened? Like, the people that are still alive, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So... <clears throat> When I made that, that that's what was my vision. And so when we got to the actual recording spot, um, Amir, the the guy that plays violin, bro, I was like, I told Amari. him, I was mm-hmm. like, you're gonna. Oh, I'm sorry, Amari. I'm thinking of this yeah. Amari. But I seen Amari, and I was like, bro, I need you on this because I feel like the violin is gonna take it up to a whole nother the level. And it's gonna make somebody bro. cry. Like I'm trying to make people cry, like for real. I can't. I was telling you that I'm like, bro, I'm trying to make people. He's like, all right. So hopefully, and then hearing you know, it they live, feel, they feel the pain. Like hearing it performed live in Oklahoma City. Like, mm. well, I have to say, rehearsals got me. Like, y'all, they started rehearsing it, and I'm in. I'm over there. I'm supposed to be recording just some natural sounds, you know, in the room. I had some recording equipment, and I I had to stop for a minute. I was just like, oh, and I've got on a mask and headphones. I'm like, can anybody tell I'm over here bawling right now? Like, this song is so beautiful. <laughs> It just hits different when you hear it live. Like the recording is beautiful, of course. We we've been able to hear some of those tracks, you know, ahead of time. But man, hearing it performed live, and then like you said, the strings. And there's Amari over there. I was just like, oh. 
And also, this shit bangs, okay? Is it like the bass test is surpassed, bro? And then when Paris is like, his vocals come in, start just like, it's like it's dripping down over the track. But also, I can't, you know, we talked about my man for MC's verse, bro. It's like a full on, it's a full on track, bro. And the uh, the emotional response that you were talking about, it was like invoked. Like I was in the next room, it was like me, Mike D, and Saran were messing in the next room, and we kept hearing that track on the other side of the wall. And I was like, oh, that one's gonna go. I had a feeling. I was like, man, when I kept hearing, I couldn't even hear exactly what the words was. I just heard the melody getting sung. I was like, oh man, they just made a hit, dude. That's that's a hit. And then I like what you said about you know how you were visualizing it. Like there are so one thing I want to say to our listeners is there are so many songs on this album that do feel very like they belong on a soundtrack like Mm -hmm. a lot of songs and I would be very surprised if we do not well it is its own soundtrack exactly however there are other things that I'm just like yo oh my Mm -hmm. gosh could you see this and here I mean it's so easy to picture it you know you guys did such an amazing job of painting the picture you know thank you thank you so much we it was me view uh, two piece Malachi Nolo. I'm trying to think of all the other producers. Uh, uh, uh K5 mm-hmm. was there. Uh, there was a lot of us, man. It's uh, talk can like we were trying. I'm sorry, say what? Talk can. Oh, yeah, I'm tripping. Jack Spade, Jack Spade, man, medicine. He was there engineering, but yeah, it was it was a, a definitely a team effort. Um, everybody was pulling their way everybody was doing what they do best like yeah. oh worm. even even when it even when it i'm cool who else was it worm worm i'm tripping mm-hmm. and he was there too he was there he was like honestly i feel like he was there as far as like engineering from what i remember i could be wrong but i feel like he was there usually first and leaving last yes he was there for a he very long period of time. And he was, yeah. what I remember he, is him being in that like, room when the shining beat was going on. That room, I'm like, like again? what is going on with this beat? <laughs> and like in the man, when we went to the mansion, I feel like everybody was in his room. Like the downstairs room, like yep. I, I guess it's like where the stairs kind of are. I feel like he had like the majority. That of open the, space with the windows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was like a really good spot for him. Like that Oh, was, we didn't have photos and everything yeah yeah it was just very light and airy it's like I like to tell people about what it felt like in the mansion too like every space had its own feeling you know like when you get down in the basement it's like kind of gritty and dirty and oh it's kind of grimy down here but it's, I don't know what's going to come from this you know and then the, as you keep going up and like like you said in that open space it was like the windows were open you could see the skyline you could see you know all these things Chase and Ryan or Young Centro my bad Young Centro yeah. I'd be for yeah. He was upstairs near Centrizy. So, you know, whole different feeling up there too. Like just and then by the time the night hit, you know, late night hit, it was like, whoa, it's definitely a different feeling in here. Let me <laughs> let me walk out before I catch a contact. <laughs> it's a little yeah, different. Yeah, man. man, Allie in there, like big dog and everybody. Give me the yeah. point. What no, is point. that? Is that what I did? <laughs> <laughs> I bet not see my thoughts in there. And you won't. <laughs> Listen, well, let's go over some of these other tracks, Canvas, 
because um okay city of dreams we gotta talk about that yeah. saint dominic another tell us about pic- that one another and how it picture all came painter dom just called me over to the crib because at, at, this, at this time we were kind of almost done like but you said i think we were like missing a couple tracks so he, he kind of had the idea and i guess he trusted me enough to kind of because dom in a sense like when he starts creating he's running so you got to be able to like catch up with his speed creatively so it's like he needs yes. somebody to do that so i feel like he trusted me enough to like all right let's do this because this that and a third so just went over there made the track pretty much um and that's that's what came of it and then he showed me the second half of it i'm, I'm, I'm sorry i'm thinking of reparation that he showed we, we kind of we did two in one day so we did that and then we did reparations and then he showed me like the other half of that which is crazy right well and they kind of go together right like yeah, like yeah. They, the placement yeah um, i'm trying to remember that am i right doc on the track list is that how they're going to end up reparations uh city is i'm trying to well, remember if they went to the second one okay I, the track list and then which like um it's a very, very appropriate coming out of uh, the intro into into that one. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let me skip ahead to uh, P.O.D. with Dominic yeah. and Hakeem. Yeah. Tell us about that one. Man, I didn't think Hakeem was going to get on that because I did. That's interesting. You told us, yeah, the, told the producer, she was like, at first, he was like, everybody make just 10 beats in a minute. And I'm like, 10 Bro, what? I ended up making like 50. Like, I made like 20 or 30 at the crib. And then when we got to the the actual place to record, I made like another 20 or 30. So I ended up making like 50. Mm. And so, and of course, everybody did too. It was like sending in a whole bunch of beats. But that wasn't, I'm, I'm just making beats. I'm not thinking like, oh, this is going to go for this person. That's going to go for this person. Right. So when I heard him rapping on it, I was like, this was not... He he just like made it go up a whole nother level. Like yes. I was like, oh, okay. That is yeah, I was like I was, the kickoff of the second half. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, like he's like the all-star kicker. Like I just it's like I'm waiting for and, and the reason why I'm saying this too is because that's what kicked off the second half of the show when we performed in Oklahoma City. Hmm. And hmm. I started jokingly telling Keem, like, yo. Before we were sitting backstage and it was St. Dom and um and Keem sitting there. And I said, you know what? I said, I, I feel like flight is like he's like a he's a running back, you know, he's whatever. And he goes, No, no, I'm a receiver. I was like, Oh, okay, whatever, <laughs> you know. And then I looked at Hakeem and I was like, but you a linebacker. And I started calling him Brian Bosworth, who's like, No, no, I want to be LT. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, but it was so fitting and so and then like he actually kicks off the show with elevator and then the second half you know, we had an intermission the second half was pod and i was like this is so trippy that he's like you know kicking it off again but it, it's that energy like you said it's something yeah. about that song that like you said it just took that to a whole nother level he has that little mm in him if he's if he's lt then i get to be Deion sanders okay <laughs> i'm shutting shit down if you come over here I'm, I'm shutting it down. Safety. <laughs> I love it, man. I can see it too, man. So uh, I know you got a, a flair for a bit of the retro. And I ain't seen you with, like, with the, with the earring. Listen, the jacket, no shirt underneath with the driving gloves on. I see, I see yes. it. I was, we see him. Remember all these jackets? Yeah. With the, yes. With the, jackets. with the polos, with the, with oh. the uh, collars popped oh, up, man. unprovoked. That's me. 
I wanted to go to his club so bad, y'all, in 1995. Oh, I know I'm aging myself, but y'all know how old I am. It don't matter. So I lived in Arlington, Texas, and, mm. and prime time was woo popping it. And I just remember being like, can we just go one night? Can we just can we just go to Dallas one night? And of course, baby daddy's like, hell no, we're not going to no club. But no. Prime time had his own club. Yes, he had his own club. And when I, I tell you like that. that yeah, it was exclusive. Like people were ooh, dressed and I was just like, that's tight. So one night. Like that was right, 1995. You know, he's playing for the Cowboys. It was, it was ridiculous. So I always was like, man, I just want to go one time. We, maybe we'll get to see him. No, we are not going to the club while you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> you like jazz, Evan? Yeah. Let me play something for you. So Canvas, this is the one that I, you were talking about making beats while you were there. Mm -hmm. And there was one in particular that I know you were working on. And we've told this story before with Ray June, <laughs> but um, you started making it. I don't know if you remember this moment. This is my little personal moment that I had with you. You were it literally in the little, it looked like a breakfast nook. Like it was up front toward the front door in this little space mm -hmm. where you're making this beat. <coughs> and I walked over and was like, Hey, th this kind of remind, and I'm not realizing like you're actually creating it in the moment. I thought it was something you were just like playing or something. And I walk up, I was like, dang, this reminds me so much of this common track. And I go to pull it out and like playing it and stuff. And you're both looking at me like, no, nah, not right now. We don't want to hear nothing else. He's actually like, you were actually creating something. And I went, oh, shoot. Like, like I, I remember like running out of the room, like my bad y'all like go back to work. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me not mess with this creative process. But it was such a dope, like bouncy, just track. Like, can you talk to us about the process of that and how you know you and Ray got together on that track? So initially, like, th this is brunch at the Freddy, right? Yes, my bad. Did okay, I even say so, it? 
No, but that I, I just remember I just remember the story. So I'm I, yeah. well, I, have, I have like a no, it's like a photographic memory, but with like sound. So I made that beat like two years before for some for for somebody else, mm-hmm. and it just didn't get used. And my computer, like I I didn't have it, but I remember how to make it. So in my head, I'm like, when I first made it, I'm like, man, I would love for Charlie Wilson to be on this. So like two years later, we're on. We're, yeah. So like two years later, we're on this project. I'm like, this is perfect. I'm like, let me just redo it. And I had better sounds. So I just started like reconstructing everything. How I, that's why I was able to do it so fast. Cause I just remember how I did it like two years ago. And so he, uh, Ray June heard it and he started to you want the phone. So I was like, yeah. okay, he likes it. I'm going to keep making this. And then when I'm done, I'm just going to let him do whatever he wants with it. Once again, like I'm just making beats. I'm not thinking like, oh, I need to get him on this and them on that. Cause this is Views Project. I'm just playing my role. Like he's the executive producer. He just signed me up as a producer. So I'm just produce, I'm just making beats. You so produce. I think it was like maybe a day or two later, everybody was like, Have you heard the song? Have you I'm like, what song? And they were talking about the brunch at the Brady. For, so for like two or three days, everybody was telling me about it, but I didn't hear it. I'm like, no, I haven't heard the song. But everybody was like, bro, this is hard. This go crazy. This, this, this. I'm like, can I hear it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it like, so it took a minute. But then when I heard it, I'm like, this is dope. This is pretty dope. Yeah, man, it turned out so good. I just remember being like, I felt so bad. Like, I hope I didn't interrupt any type of creative flow. And and this is one of the things I remembered the most. You had this look on your face. It was like, I'm in my zone. You know what I mean? Like that game face kind of look. Yeah. And I, you know, I didn't really realize it at first, but then there was a point when you were, were kind of there and then you, you like looked at me, but it wasn't you. I was like, you know what? Let me just walk away. <laughs> Y'all need me to clean up these pizza boxes or anything? Anybody need Yo, to I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just be, you know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. That is, I get it because I do the same thing when I produce certain things, like I just yeah. made a drop for my show the other day. I'm like, I'm nerding out over. I'm like, can somebody else listen to this? I just need someone to nerd out over this with me. It's like, it's all about a beat. Can someone just listen to this? You know? Yeah, yeah. I get it. And then when I'm in that space and I did it, like, I was like, you know what? I'm waiting till everybody leaves the station. I need quiet time. I don't not want no, not one person walking in here while I'm working on this. And yep. I, that was the best 30 minutes of my life. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this little job that I made real quick but yeah man there's some really really dope sounds uh one of the things that I really love about your creations and hearing hearing your uh your tag you know yeah you like, you like jazz Evan it's my yeah. favorite dog it's my favorite <laughs> hey bro I literally find myself in like odd ass situations like everyday situations and I'll hear like I'll hear like a little horn or something like you like jazz Evan <laughs> uh, and people looking at me crazy like why did he, who's evan what are you talking about i'm like yeah i don't worry about it don't worry about it like, yeah evan. canvas do you want to tell everybody what the significance is of that my government name is evan so i couldn't i'm not that's not a name that i felt like was going to get anybody's attention as far as production so later got the name canvas but i couldn't find anything with like i didn't i didn't want the normal uh, you know, they would have like the, the girl say oh, yeah, your name, yeah. like, or whatever. So I'm like, I don't even want to do that. You ain't asked me. I'm, I could do all kinds of drugs. It's another. Campus. I might have to do that later. You know what I'm saying? Because they mm-hmm. I had to mm-hmm. also, also other stuff. I had to, I had to change my tag for the, for the project. True. Um, but back, back, back on this though. So, um, 
I was just searching and going through, like I went on YouTube and I, I don't know, I, I went, I was thinking, I'm like, what characters or movies have I seen with, with uh, people named Evan? And I was like, oh yeah, uh, Bruce Almighty. So I was like, let me type in the scene to see what they have just to see his name. Cause I, I, I heard uh, Pierre Bourne, he had the, the thing from the Jamie Foxx show. The, uh, hey Pierre, you can, yeah, that, that whole thing. Yeah. So I was like, let me see if my name is anywhere in a movie. <clears throat> so I found it and I was like, oh, okay, do you like jazz? And I'm like, that's perfect. It's music. And I, so I just, that's where I got it from. I got it from, uh, from Bruce Almighty. Bro, I've got like a little voice folder. Anytime I hear something with someone's like, has like my name in it, voice, voice memo until I can find the whatchamacallit. But I got like a little folder, just like all that stuff. And I got some really gems. I, I realized I watched a lot of messed up movies and sometimes there's a dude named Scott in it. And man, <laughs> I've got some blood curling screens with my name following or preceding. It is great. It's great. <laughs> I hear some of these docs. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. That's so dope. I have to say, I do the same thing, but it's with the word beautiful because my uh-huh. my tag is beautiful one. So I was like, mm-hmm. I need something that's like, of course, the beautiful ones always smash the picture. Shit like that, you know. Oh. Oh, so yeah. far, the I think the original one was like uh, Christopher Lloyd. Great <laughs> Back to the yeah. future. <laughs> you got to get that right. <laughs> and you, and you, <laughs> you got to get that right one to get Christopher Lloyd down. Because he'll do it every time. He'll do it every time. <laughs> and you almost sound like his character from Taxi. Because you know that's a little piece oh, of him, too. That is my show. Talk about like. I learned a lot. That Welcome Back, Carter, a lot of Nick at Night, just like classic stuff. But Taxi, yes. Welcome Back, Carter was like, that was like my shizzles. But he was Wait, that was on Nick at Night? Uh, yeah. Taxi and, I didn't know. Yeah, Taxi was on Nick at Night for a while, or like uh, later. I think it, it was first on TBS's late night uh, syndicated stuff. And right. then it moved to Nick at Night. But yeah, uh, he was like the original Kramer. Oh man! Oh, I didn't even think about it like that. But yes, he was. <laughs> Let it come in. He's the original crack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what happened to the wheels on the car? Oh, sorry. All right, that's enough of that. I got it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I love when you do it, dog. I can't help it. I'm gonna keep begging you on. <laughs> uh, no, we're done. But oh, uh, great actor, so hilarious yes, guy. Shout sure. out to him. Yes. So Canvas, we we want we, we want to talk the about doc. <laughs> the original doc. <laughs> Sorry. We gotta talk about this later, Doc. All right, like for real. Like we really need to have an extended conversation because I'm really wanting to keep going. Um so Canvas, let's let's move forward to the new project. Tell us about New Gym City. Like the rollout has been ridiculous the lead up to it, like everybody's like, what is going on? Can you please expound just a little bit and tell us about this concept album? Uh, man, yeah, so <clears throat> concept album, that's like, like my bread and butter. That's what I love to do. Um, Dom came up with this concept from scratch. I just came to him to do a joint project thinking like, hey, let's do like three, four, maybe five songs. He's like, all right. And then like a week or two later, he was like, so this is an idea I got. I was like, oh, shit. Without telling too much, pretty much, uh, it's kind of like our version of 
like New Jack City mixed with Belly mixed with pretty much like any drug lore movie with two dudes. <laughs> oh, paid <laughs> but it's our version of it. State property. It's like our version of it. But it, but it, it's not necessarily drugs. Our drug is music. So we trying to pump music. That's like it's you you'll hear it within it. It's like different skits and shit like that and some other stuff going on. But we're pretty much trying to set the city on fire with our uh you know what I'm saying with our uh with our dope and our dope is our music. And um the way that we have it produced as far as like the cinematic feel that we have to it, because we took that shit seriously. Like yes. The sound design everything like uh, soundscaping and then like just the skits like we we tried to make it sound like as real as possible so it's, it's not just like it we, we're trying to make it sound like a movie you know mm-hmm. so hopefully you know everybody sees that and enjoys it uh, and even if they don't get the concept i hope they just like the music so there's a track that we got to listen to called fetty this is the one that's got the thing from mc and it was like ah man listen and mc i'm putting out there somebody tell mc i need him to do that for me on i don't know what a drop or a track everybody be asking man i need mc to go hey ali shaw i don't care what he says it's the perfect pitch (laughs) and i like how this whole song starts out it's like uh once again like that that retro style don draper standing by the freaking pool in a a hole button down you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and, or also has that like that's always sunny vibe, just like always yes. just rolling up. That's my the joke. gang gets the bag, you know what I'm saying? That's the day of the day. That's today's that's episode. So the gang funny. gets the bag. It does sound like that's crazy. I'm not gonna unhear that. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. I just love the strings in this man. Like, how did you even think to do that? Is just ugh. I love it. Man, I was that was that was dumb. He was like, um, he had a sample and he was like, I don't know what you're gonna do with this. He's like, but I want to use this. <clears throat> he was like, Can you use it? I'm like, Yeah, of course. Like I chopped it up, I did what I could do to it, and he was like, Got perfect, got it. Don't even fuck with it no more. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if I made another beat that day or I left, but he wrote to it and then you know. So freaking added some drums so- to it. I was just like, how do you how do you even think to rap over something like this? I, I would have never, I don't know. I just don't, it doesn't cross, it wouldn't have crossed my mind, you know? Tom is one of a kind, man. He's For sure. And like, I like how you said that about once he gets into creative mode, it's like, boom, he's at a million, but it's like, it takes him a minute. I, I watch. I saw a little bit of his process too. And I'm not going to tell too much. I know he'd be like, Ellie, don't tell everybody how I create <laughs> I'm not getting in trouble but I like seeing that and I love how to see how an artist like what their process is like sometimes it's like I can just go and you know some are like no I can go at any moment give me the mic da, 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 da. and some are like no let me think about this for a minute or whatever but then when they do it's like like you said you better have a producer who's ready to go okay uh-huh yeah uh-huh and like spinning like 15 different plates because yeah, that is how he works I yeah. saw it in action, man, in the mansion. And it was just like, yo, what is, oh my gosh. It just felt like we were all, it was almost like a dodgeball game. Like what is going on in here? Like it was great. Yeah. The energy was phenomenal. It was fun. Yeah, man. Okay. So I want to talk about the, uh, <laughs> well, let's see. It was a promo that had, it was like the a heist from the Philbrook. <laughs> Where, yeah. does he, <laughs> Where does this even come from? Like, tell us more about that. Yeah. 
it goes along with the storyline after the year, the whole, you know, the whole uh, project. So, um, you know, kind of did some shit, got caught up, and uh, had some mug shots <laughs> posted on Instagram. That's pretty dope. But, but, um, we, 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 we got some help from, uh, shout out to, to Brooklyn. Mm. Uh, she's part of the, I, I, I really don't remember what news channel, it was two, six, or eight. I but think she's on Fox. She did the voiceover. Oh, Fox. See, mm-hmm. twenty three. Mm-hmm. But she's she um did the voiceover for it, and that I feel like that's really what gave it the realistic feel. Her voice, because I I hit her up after. I was like, thank you so much. Um, I was like, I feel like your voice is what made people go, oh shit, this is because a lot of people <laughs> thought it was real. <laughs> hey, it was wow. like they really, it, yeah, because I, I, that's exactly what it did. It's like, what the no, no, and I was like, oh, I got duped. I was like, this is not real. This so is it, could, it could kind of go seamlessly, man. I mean, cut to that scene of like Dom and Ahudi like going in Uncle Terry, you know, see Buddy in the big road chilling there. Because that video also went dope for the Waylo clothing. Like, <laughs> that could be seamless, you know what I'm saying? Now we got to fence the art and then Buddy's the buyer. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Which shout out to my man boy Rodriguez. He uh just sh- showed up uh as one of his many alter egos in the new new video by Steph Simon, Skate Town. Was it Uncle Uncle Terry? Is no, that- it's it, it no, I don't know who you, Buddy wasn't there at all. He's oh, nowhere me, near that place. It he he knows this guy, but no, Buddy wasn't there. It was this man, his name is Terry Mercedes. Yeah, we need therapy out here, y'all. It's cool though. It's for for the culture. Uh, but yeah, Terry Mercedes. <laughs> he said that fool said, "Ain't it luxurious?" <laughs> that sounds like an artist named Terry Mercedes. Look, y'all, I he like we had. I called him on his birthday, and we had this whole conversation. And you know how like he'll tell you the idea and the concept of what he's gonna do, but you're never, never fully prepared for the visual. So when he posts the picture, I'm like, the cur- the wig with the curl. The jacket <laughs> fully open with chest hair and everything out. The pinky ring that's just the size of like a quarter. Like it was huge. <laughs> it's a big old piece of turquoise or something. I don't even know, but I was like, and I think he had on cowboy boots. Like it was mo, he was the DJ in the video, right? Like he played the DJ at the skating rink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terry Mercedes, y'all. It Terry made my- Mercedes, you tell you right now, Negro, your curl looking a little dry. Okay. <laughs> Put a spray on it. Hit it two times, God damn it! Listen, you said put the sprite on it. Hit a hit a hit a hit. He need to hit it two times with the spray. It was looking a little dehydrated. <laughs> Get a little bit Gatorade on there, some electrolytes. You know, I told you how um, how Adrian taught my dad, my stepdad, mm. what bars means, and he'll go bars. Uh, you know, bars, right? So I told I told my mom. I said, "Oh, mom," I said, "Adrian got a new character. His name is Terry Mercedes." You whatever, oh, and she man. goes, "Oh, well, tell him he needs to call up your stepdaddy and maybe uh something something Rolls Royce. I don't know what she said." And I was like, "Oh no no no, we're not doing that." <laughs> like he's gonna, right. he'll have his own character too. I was like, "No no no, Terry Mercedes and Rolls Royce." Or, okay, yeah, no. Nah. We'll be, <laughs> be in the be in the booth with that with that man this uh, Saturday. So I hope Terry don't show up and try to pop me for talking about his curl. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no matter how malnourished it may have been uh, <laughs> maybe gustav von banger might show up you know what i'm saying they, they can hang out, <laughs> talk it out 
Y'all gonna make me come up with a character that has a wig because everybody's got wigs. Because we need therapy. Dude, no, we just need a skit on SNL. Come on now. I'm trying to get to SNL, but that's my dream before I die. I just want to do one skit. <laughs> that's hilarious, man. Oh my gosh. Canvas, canvas, canvas. I'm Oh my gosh, y'all. That's like, to me, one of the highest goals in life. All right. Fine little Africa, SNL. We just said it. Please, I can't, and I'm hosting. I need to host (laughs) and I need to introduce the musical guests. Um, What else? And I definitely need to be in at least one skit. I have to do at least one. I have characters and everything. I'm trying to be in all the skits. Let me do everything. I'll do the skits. Man, that is my, that show started the year I was born. So I meant to be on that show. Just saying. All right. <laughs> With that, there's going to be a uh, Fine Little Africa sketch comedy show. Yes, there is. Gang, gang. Yes, for sure. <laughs> okay, Canvas. We, let's uh, let's jump forward into your experience, of course, with the recording sessions. Let's just talk about that a little bit more and how you feel about the project. Like, what are your you know kind of hopes and dreams for the project? And um, I want to talk more about like some of your more specific memories that you had. And we talked about the brunch of the Brady thing when you created that beat, but were there any other moments that you had, like even at the Greenwood Cultural Center, like that kind of stood out to you that you really remember? Yeah, when uh, Creole, I don't think this, I'm not sure if this song made it on the project or not, but it was a song he was recording to that I made, a beat that I made. Uh, And View, somehow pulled some strings and got like 34 different influencers like people from Def Jam. I think he had like writers from Def Jam. He had uh, DJ Booth. He had like uh, people from Rolling Stone. He just had like people there watching Mm -hmm. and observing us like pretty much just in our natural creative process. Uh, And they're all from different parts of the, the, the U.S. And at this point in time, I was downstairs like working on another beat, and I think it was it was Worm or somebody. There was like, "Yo, that beat that you made, like, is going crazy upstairs." He's like, "You need to go see this." So I went upstairs, and Creole was like recording, like kind of med- medicine was like doing the engineering. Creole was recording, and I walked in like everybody that he invited, like all the influencers, like from. Like I said, all, like Rolling Stone, all that, like they were all in there watching him record. And I was like, oh, they like this. I'm like, that's that's when it started clicking to me. I was like, oh, shit, this might be like, really real. Kind of. Yeah. Like this is kind of it's, it's like slowly started like clicking like, OK, these people from Cali and New York. That's like and people from Def Jam. Like, OK, they like this shit. Okay, all right. Cause it, it it's almost like you believe like everybody in South is like, we good, we good, we know we good. And then you get some people from out of state, they're like, nah, y'all, y'all, you know, and we don't know if it's hate or if it's actually like, damn, we need to get better. Mm-hmm. But then when you see people from like the places that we're trying to go to and they come here and they're like in a room vibing with our shit heavy, we like, oh, we really are, we really are good. Okay, bet. Okay, that kind of I feel like that boosted. I know it boosted my confidence, and I know it was other situations like that for other artists and other producers where they were like, "Okay, I knew I like I knew I wasn't tripping. Like I knew we were good, or I knew I was good. Like I felt like that was a moment for me that was like, damn, 
okay. They really fuck with this shit. But yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's like uh, that calm that kind of eases over you, but to the it's like a validation of the skills, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like uh watching a focus group behind like the mirrored glass or something. It's like, oh yeah, all right, cool. yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, exactly. Works, works, That's literally works, how works, I felt. I was works, like, works. oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this one works. I think I think it might be in the documentary though. From I didn't see the whole documentary, but just like parts of it, I kind of heard it in the background. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bet, because they was swept with that sound heavy. So I'm like, I hope they use it for something because they love that shit. I feel like they will. There's going to be more to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for sure. There's layers. And that was, the, that was the first song I ever, that Creo ever got on. I, I feel like that was mine. Like, we're, like, that whole experience meeting new artists, that did a lot for me, bro. Like, mm. I didn't I didn't know Creo at all before this whole thing. Like, I thought he was from the city. I didn't know he even existed as a human being until the first day. I was like, what's up, bro? He was very nice, yeah. very like, you know what I'm saying? Very like very cordial. welcoming and shit. So I'm like, he's pretty cool. I don't know if he can, I don't know if he's good, but he's cool. He's here for a reason. Shit, all right, man, cool. I hear him rap. I'm like, okay, this nigga, all right. All right. And then <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know he was, I didn't know he was related to Fooly. And mm. I know Fooly's from here. So I'm like, oh, he's from here. I'm like, I've just never seen this nigga before. I'm like, because I don't, I don't really go out to like the, the bars or the clubs downtown. I live out north, but I just don't really. I literally just work on music. Like that's what I do. So he might have been around. I just never have seen him until, you know, you put that whole thing together. Thank goodness. And that was the first the uh, the first song that I heard him on, and I'm like, damn, this nigga made an anthem. I'm like, he's really good. And uh, we've been in touch ever since. Matter of fact, I, we was talking today about doing a joint project. Like we were. Uh, Oh. We were supposed to start work. We did start working earlier, and I like that. after That's gonna um, be something good. Yeah, that shit. You work with and some I wanna, really I good take, energy I cats. Take our time with it. Yeah, man. Like he, he's a real dude. Cause man, mm-hmm. I be struggling with like depression and stuff sometimes, and he's told me like, bro, I've been there this and that. And he'll check up on me like randomly. He'll just be like, how you been? How you doing, bro? Just checking in on you, seeing if you're doing all right, your mental straight. I'm like, damn, bro, thank you. Like, genuinely you really don't cares. have to. Like, genuinely he, cares. He genuinely cares. Like, he, he randomly hits me up, and I'm like, bro, thank you. Like, yeah, bro, I'm doing good. Like, and if I'm not, at least I'm not like, man, okay, somebody was thinking about me today. You know what I'm saying? Like, that'll change. So he's a he's right a real there. genuine person. Yeah. So crazy. That's when we talked. I met to him, him from the Fever Project. I love that that's where you made the connection too. Like when we talked to him on the um, interview or on the podcast here, you know, that's one of the things I said about him is that he gives these healing hugs. Like, and I didn't even say this part when we were talking on his interview, but um, we were at the, when they unveiled the mural at um, the Metro PCS out North and it's got like Steph, you know, Alexander Tamon painted, it's got Steph Simon, Jericho Wortham, so many different prominent figures in the community of gosh, Kojo, Asamoah Caesar, um, Brandon Oldham, trying to think, Brand J, who's all, I'm missing somebody, the Cookie Man, there's so many different, you know, faces on this mural, and it's so beautiful, Alexander and um, Janae, and several other people, you know, worked on this project, and he walked up to me, like, I was out there working with the radio station, so I'm doing, you know, call-ins and whatever, like, yeah, we're out here at the mural, come by and see it, blah, 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 
and he sees me and he's like, Hey, Allie, how you doing? And when I tell you like that hug that he gave me, I was like, Oh, like, I didn't even know I needed that hug. Thank you. Like, and I, I called it a healing hug. Cause I'm like, I, I do. I remember that day. Like I remember how and he just like, he makes eye contact with you. Like he's very genuine. He looks you in your soul. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he is like doc said, like you, you working with people who have a really good spirit about them and really, you know, just good down to earth human being. So shout yeah, out to Creo, man. Creo's a, Creo's a really cool guy, man. He's, we're different, but we're similar. Like he's real cool, but I know deep down inside, like if shit pops off, like he gonna pop off too. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think we all but got you, a little bit of that in us. <laughs> yeah, but you would never know with him. He's just super cool, man. It's just yeah. like just don't just don't test him. You won't have to find out. Though. Right. Yeah. I, I think that um we've we've all got that limit. You know what I'm saying? It's oh, yeah. a matter of how how are we gonna keep that uh, the Hulk from from showing himself? <laughs> we we put it. Hey, that's when we put it in the music. That's, that's what he understands. Right. He, he understands how to transfer that energy. Like whenever yeah. you're upset, sad, depressed, whatever, he writes. You know what I'm saying? I don't really. I write songs, but not for people. Hopefully, people just want to use it if they like it. Um, but he writes like for a particular reason. So I know that's like his therapy. Yeah, for sure. Part, part of his therapy. I know. I know. He says he likes to meditate as well. So. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked about that too. Mm-hmm. yeah so tell us evan if you don't i said evan it just so naturally came out i didn't even mean to say it i was trying to say Candace. you're getting comfortable man Ooh. i am i'm because i'm talking to evan right now and it's probably a little bit of a personal question but like i know for you you know you're a creative and whatever but like, what are some other things that you would tell people who do struggle with depression like what how do you pull yourself out of it because that to me is the key is like you it's up to you your mental health is your responsibility. However, yeah. ask for help, you know, but at, ultimately at the end of the day, like you got to help you, you got to pull yourself out. So what would you say to other people who, you know, struggle with that? And what do you, you know, do to, to do, fix yourself, if you will? For me, it's, it has to do with purpose. I feel like my purpose is to try to make the world a better place and what it, not the whole world, just wherever I am, the vicinity, right. you know what I'm saying? I feel right. like I gotta, if I'm gonna be here, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna try to make not only my life better, but people around me and try to leave an impact, even if it's just in Tulsa. That's cool, that's fine. It doesn't have to be the whole world. So when I get depressed, it's like, all right, bro, I understand you feel this way, this is a feeling. I tell myself it's pretty much just a chemical imbalance, but you can't stay down because you got, you pretty much on a mission. You gotta make the world better. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I give my time, give myself some time to like feel that, embrace it. I don't ignore it because I feel like that'll just get worse, but I do embrace it. I just try to make sure like I limit my sulking, if that makes sense. I limit my depression. It's hard, it's hard to do. So when I, what like one of the things that I started doing recently is I work out. I try to work out three times a week. So that really has been helping um, with that feeling of just like man I don't want to get up out the bed I just want to lay down all day I don't want to talk to nobody I don't want to be around nobody like I don't feel like doing nothing when I start feeling like that it's like just go to the gym just just try to go for 30 minutes after I do that 30 minutes the next day I feel better and then it's like okay I just want to I want to continue this and then I'll start you know I started changing my eating habits so now it's, it's almost like 
I'm doing healthier things, but it's keeping my mind busy at the same time because it's like, all right, I got to eat every two or three hours. You know, I got to do this. I got to make sure I'm, you know, it's just, it kind of helps also with not focusing on things that would normally get you depressed. Cause now it's like, oh, I'm, I'm focusing on like going to the gym and eating right now and doing, you know, uh, music and working on projects. So I feel like for me, working out, staying active, um, and also embracing when I do feel depressed, like don't ignore it. Don't ignore that shit. When people like feel down, especially males, we'll be like, nah, I'm good, bro. It's like, no, nah, bro, it's cool. Like if you need a day or two to just be by yourself to collect your thoughts, do that. It's, you need to do that. But you don't need to be doing that shit for like two weeks, bro. Like that's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't, you don't need to be doing that for two weeks. A week max, like depending on, you know what I'm saying? The situation. But you don't need to be like isolated for two weeks, not talking to people. But yeah, that's, that's almost like to, reaching that. I don't want to call it a dangerous level. That's not the right word, but it's like a, a, a okay now. Hey, hey now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like that Snap thing you say to yourself. <laughs> like hey, jerk. yeah, yeah. Grab yourself by the shoulders and be like, hey, hey. <laughs> you good? Cool. We need to. Mm-hmm. We all need that reset. We all need that time to just step back. And then we all need that Creo in our life too. That goes, you good, bro? You good? (laughs) You need a healing hug. (laughs) And what I love about that too, is that it's easily, it's easy to pay that forward. You know, if someone like a Creo gave that to you, then take that energy that he gave you because he, he filled up your tank. Now you got a full tank. You got a little yeah. extra to give go give that to somebody else my cousin made a comparison with something like that something about you know pouring liquid into a cup you know and now your cup is full now you pour it into someone else's cup you know but it's basically the pay it forward thing and i was like yeah I, I like that i never really thought of it that way but it's so true and it's so important you know that we do that and reach out to yeah. other people. i need to i'm gonna be honest i'm an only child so my 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 brain doesn't think that way mm. i didn't have to it's not that I'm selfish. I just never had to share. I like to share, but yeah. I was never really put in situations like, no, you have to share. I share, but I don't like, I've just never been forced. So when I feel forced to share, I'm like, this, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hold on. I'll, when I, I'll get it to him, when I can get it to him. But I need to understand, like, that was my childhood. I'm an adult now. So you need yeah. to be able to pour into people. You know what I'm saying? Like, to mm-hmm. give. You know what I'm saying? So I'm yeah. learning how. I'm learning how to do that um, slowly. I'm not going to act like it is over. And like I, I'm doing that now. Like nah, I'm still trying to figure out how to do that. <laughs> That's where you and my daughter are like, because, you know, she she has a well, half brother and sister. They're not my biological children, but, you know, but she was raised just, you know, as the two of us. And that even to the point, still to this day, I'd be like, can I have a body that, eh? And I'm like, hey, I'm your mama. <laughs> Dang it. Awesome. <laughs> you know, like I can't have a nibble. Of course, every time she'll be like, hmm, you know, <laughs> like hey, here, you know. Uh, she will share, that. but it's reluctant. Hit you with one of those. I can't have nothing. God. Yes. I'm like, you got and these chocolate me, covered blueberries sitting right in front of me. Can I not have one? <laughs> and let me let me correct myself. I actually, I, I'm actually more just like your daughter. I I do have a half sister. I just never. We but never lived are, in. The, yeah, yeah, she lived the same lived thing. Up, and I lived in Tulsa, so. Yeah. I would see you like two or three times a year when I was a kid, but for the majority of the time, I was raised the only child. Mm-hmm. Truth, I had stepbrothers. I only saw them like like uh, the weekends or something like that. For the most part, it was just like I'm by myself, yeah, in the house kind of thing. 
But yeah, anytime I got something new, gotta kick it to the younger cousins, dog. Yep. Anytime I got anything, I might want to keep that PlayStation One. Shit, you know, damn, you got the two, give it up. All right. <laughs> That's how it was, man. My cousins became like my brothers and sisters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh so yeah, for sure. You grew up in Tulsa, Canvas. Tell us a little bit about your origin story. Like, where'd you go to school? What were you listening to? How'd you fall in love with hip hop? That whole thing. All right. So I went to Victory Christian. Um, that's where I went to school from just growing up. And a lot of people wouldn't expect that. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's why I went to school. I don't advise people <laughs> to put their kids in school there now. But uh, that's where I went to school. Um, I'm actually, that's kind of how I met a couple of people in a sense. That's kind of how I ran into, because this is a, it's a school, that's a church. Mm-hmm. And being from that like from that setting it's very easy for me to run into Paris and Matt because they went to Greenwood Mm -hmm. so I met them in like 2011 way back then but anyway um that's the school I went to the music that I I grew up listening to was like early as a kid it was like uh the first rapper I didn't even know he was a rapper I just thought he was I don't know what he was it was MC Hammer I didn't know, yeah, I didn't know what he was. I was just entertained by him. So MC Hammer, and then later, um, I found out who Method Man was. So that's like two different extremes. <laughs> and, but then I also listened to, because my, my grandparents, they're uh, pastors, and then my aunt and uncles are pastors as well. Um, so it was a lot of gospel. Um, so like Kurt Franklin, uh, stuff. That's who I actually like. If they, if they were going to play any gospel, I'm like, He's turning on Kirk Franklin, like, anything. <laughs> so that, um, but then I started listening to, like, when I got into middle school, I started listening to, like, Fall Out Boy, My Chemical Romance, um, The Killers, like, a lot of rock groups, um, even, like, Coldplay, like, alternative. Like, I like to listen to alternative music. And then I also grew up on 80s. Like, I was born in 93, but... I don't know why, for some reason, I just love 80s music. I love the gated drums. I love the synths. Like, mm. I don't know why. People ask me why. The it's aesthetic. down to the point to where I, yeah, I even dress like it. Because it's just like, I. So when I heard the music as a child, I'm like, what? And I, the first song that I heard that I fell in love with was uh, You Dropped the Bomb on Me mm. by Gap Band. Gap Band. I remember, I remember where I was. I was a quick trip. My dad went inside to go get some to go get a drink or something and he had like a little so when they had cds he like made a little mixtape he was playing like all these oldie joints and he went inside and that song came on and just how it came on and just like the the sounds that they had in there i wasn't used to that i was used to just like nelly you know what i'm saying so when i heard that i was like what the fuck is this like I didn't know that was funky. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then I, I, I kept I kept like trying to chase that sound because we didn't we didn't have Apple music and we didn't have iTunes back then. So the closest thing I could get to was like when VH1 would have um like 80s biggest hits or greatest hits and they would play those. So I would just write them down and then try to find and listen to them. Like that's how I would like pretty much find my music. My new music was old music, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I was Same. always gonna hear like Soldier Boy and shit. So I was like, okay, that's gonna be played, but I'm trying to hear like 
Gary Newman. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm just trying to hear talk about some sick. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, so, I'm trying to hear all that shit. Like, I don't know. Uh, Gary Newman, uh, I just got like hit. Actually, I think I'm only missing one LP to finish like my collection. Like, a 12 inch is so rich, sounds super good. But he, that was this band, they provided like the backdrop to probably like one of my favorite like electronic tracks like the early 2000s uh it was basement jacks of the album rudy uh where's your head at and they use but they oh where's your head at where's your that's them yeah that's them so it's basement jacks and then like i remember the first time i heard the gary newman track uh and oh man his voice about the ice sauce. Yeah, oh, man. that shit's freaking good, man. Dude, we got we got some things in common, man. Because yo, I, I had to dip into the the old emo and screamo stuff. Because I think my Chemical Romance's uh, first album, you gave me your. Or wait a minute, I gave you my bullets. You you brought me your love or something like that. It's got some really raw raw stuff. Jerry Way's Jerry Way's raw, man. And then they. I like the evolution of their sound. Same thing with Fall Out Boy. They were like very power punk. Like the real driving. Saturday was like one of my favorite tracks that I would just play on Saturday. They they changed my life. Like I heard when I heard Sugar uh, Were Going Down, bro. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. I wasn't. I don't know. It, it was just like it wasn't that I wasn't into rock. Like I listened to it. It was cool. But when I heard that, I was I started looking for more. I'm like, yeah, I need to find. I like this sound. I'm like, I don't know what this is. And then when they came out with Dance Dance, I'm like, yeah. And then I heard Paramore. I'm like, okay, I I think I like this type of music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Taking Back Sunday, like I just started. I don't know. Taking Back Sunday. Me without you. Yeah, like it was all of like little no effects. You know what I'm saying? Pennywise a little bit. Throw it all in there. Throw the dash all that in there. I'm but trying to funny. get y'all to circle back to '80s stuff too, because I'm like, I got oh, more some, some more '80s stuff I want to talk about. <laughs> oh, let's go. Yeah, That's yeah. my look. Like I'm like, okay. Have you ever listened to Berlin, the Metro? No, I have to. You've you never to heard of You Gotta Listen to Berlin. It's a track called The Metro that was one of my favorites. And now, like, even listening to you talk about 80s music, I was like, oh, there's so many nights when I'm at the Max, when I would be DJing there, and I'm like, I ain't doing nothing but 80s tonight because I don't get a chance to play 80s music. Like, mm. and I'll dip into the 90s, like, depending on what the crowd starts to look like. Oh, yeah. they might want some Tupac, eh, eh, you know, but let me slip back yeah. into real quick. Like, you don't get to hear that. Man, I got a whole folder. I'm going to send you some music. Please, man, please, like, uh, please, because I, I, I just either. love the sing, I love the drums, Post even, punk. even, like, most of the songs are, like, love songs, like, you know, yeah, so yeah it's a different sure. time, cool, the fashion was amazing, love the fashion, it was just dope, Top notch. you need yes. that new wave in that post-punk, and, yeah, get, get them, get them playlists cracking, for sure, man, oh, I love, I love hearing your interests, canvas that that tells me so much more about you as a producer now too okay so we know that you you grew up in Tulsa you said you went to Victory Christian um so how old were you when you first learned about the Tulsa race massacre and like where were you what were the circumstances I think I don't remember the circumstances I cannot tell you that but I do remember that I was like 21 maybe 21 22 so it was it was much later um 
I do remember the most significant thing that made me like even more interested in it is I asked um, Steph Simon because he was going by Dickie Rowe for a long time. I don't know who that was. And my last name is Rowland. So I'm like, who the fuck is he? Like, who is this? Yeah. So I asked him, I'm like, bro, who's Dickie Rowland? And he was like, he's he's the uh, he was the dude that pretty much got quote unquote in trouble or he was in the situation that, that caused the riot. So I did some research. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, all right. I, I just went on Wikipedia because I was trying to figure out like, this is really significant to Steph for him to like keep, that's his Twitter handle. You know what I'm saying? He hasn't, I'm not sure if he's changed it. I think it's just Dickie Rowe, but I think it, one time he had like the whole name Dickie Rowe. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh shit. Okay. So that kind of put me on the history of on it. And that kind of made me wonder. I kind of want to like search and figure out like, am I, could I be related to this dude? Cause I don't know a lot of Rollins in Tulsa or me personally. I'm not saying they're not here. I just haven't met any in Tulsa or Oklahoma outside of like my actual family. So I was like, oh shit, I need to do some research. Did you, did you do that? Did you find anything out? No, nah, I, I just haven't done the research. I'm just being lazy. <laughs> I'm just being really lazy. Mm-hmm. Not lazy. I just to say I'm focusing on like this, what's going on with this project and what's happening after the project. Still going on with Dom and then other things. I just really haven't made, I'm not gonna say I don't have time. I haven't made time to yeah. figure out how to even, I don't, I don't even know how to like go about it. Like, do I do a blood test? Do I like, I don't know. I just know my last name matches his. Yeah, like, you just oh, start shit. doing like, research on your family tree, essentially. There's so many different kinds of ways you can do it now. It's so much more advanced than it yeah. used to be, you know. It used to I'm be a, like you go to a I'm genealogist a and they do it all for you. But now it's like, you, you can go to Ancestry.com and do that. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's so many different ways. It, my brother is like the king of, he has traced so much, you know, on not only in our family tree, but like my stepdad did, never really knew a lot of his family he was an only child too and there's a lot yeah. of things that they found out recently like you know um they something about um his i think it was his grandmother or great mother great grandmother like there's no tombstone for her and it really upset him like he was wanting to go see you know where yeah and he's like there's nothing there for her and my mom was like probably because a lot I guess a lot of her anyway it's a long story but it was like this is why it may have happened and but we'll we can figure out what happened where she you know but it's it's just that thing like and it's become such an interesting story like what is the name of the show do you got do you know doc on um is it pbs finding your ah you know I'm talking about but it's basically like I have not seen no pbs in a long time but it's basically about programming schedule anymore doing you (laughs) sorry it's okay. Yeah. It's just basically about. I just remembered, and this history. is PBS. Yeah, like, I, like that's that's about as about as far. Yeah, but yeah, maybe you know, maybe someday you'll be able to make space for that canvas. I'm curious to know if like your last name is expelled exactly the same way too. No, it is the R W L A N D. That's what threw me off because I mm-hmm. usually that's why I was like that's rare. Cause usually when people spell their last name, it's no W. And when people, when I tell people my last name, they always spell it R O L A N D. I'm like, no, nah, it's a W in there, bro. So that's what really caught my attention. I was like, oh snap! All right. Wow, that is so interesting. Well, I'll, yeah, I want to know if you ever decide to do oh, that someday. Finding your roots. 
Finding Your Roots. That's go. it. Such I a great like, show. I should know. That. Isn't that the know. one that Pharrell was on? My mom was talking, telling me about it. And she said, who is this? Uh, for, you know who Pharrell is, the producer? And I'm thinking, yeah, mom, I know oh. who he is. <laughs> but she was telling me, you know, like how he had just gotten so emotional. And it was whoever this ancestor that he, you know, ended up finding himself connected to. It's like it made him realize this is why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know, because this person before me did these types of things and whatever. So I gotta go watch. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, I, gotta, I gotta do that, man. What is it? Uh, the episode with John Legend, Wanda Sykes on it. That's a good one. That, I, I yeah. Think, yeah, I do remember this. Like, this was like back 2011, 2012. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've been going, yeah, for a little Ooh, bit. A hot minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. All right, Canvas, one more question for you. The big question. Uh, the big, the big question. What does everything is us mean to you? When I hear that, I think of the people like, personally, like I think of Rio, I think of Don, I think of uh, Asha, I think of uh, Doc, I think of you, I think of Stevie. So when I like, when I say that, I, I'm saying it to, usually I'm saying it to people that are like involved in all of this. So I mean it. It's like a genuine. It's like everything is us, bro. Because I'm talking about like if we're at an event, it's Hakeem's probably gonna be right there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like people that you're gonna see. So to me, it just feels. I guess unity. That's what it feels like. It's just it's just another word substituted substituted for unity. That's what it feels like to me. It's just like for real, like genuine people are coming together to 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 try to make this project. You know, and not just for us, not just for us as artists to to make it, you know, uh, for exposure, but for our ancestors. Like, I feel like that's what really is what made us come together is that we all know how important it is and we know the reason behind doing this. So I feel like that's why it's easy or it wasn't as difficult as we thought it was going to be to get everybody to come on the same page because we knew it wasn't about us. Even though everything is us, it's not about us, if that makes sense. It's about our ancestors. So, I don't know. That's just kind of how I feel about the the phrase. You know what I'm saying? Speak your truth on it, man. And it makes complete sense. The fact that you can, to the point, specifically call out names. Like, you just, you feel that, that surge up into you. And, like, that's a tight-knit group. And, like you said, like, like I was said on Creo's episode, every time I pop up somewhere, I see a dude, I see you, Brody. Like he's always he's always around there. There, you know what I'm saying, might not get a chance to do nothing, but you know, saying either dap him up or you know that across the room, uh, tip of the hat kind of shit. But you always there, cats are like diverse, always there, every function. He's gonna show up and ask you if you got your copy yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he might be wearing the cape this time. Right. So. <laughs> Shout out to Verse, man. That's that dude, man. That new EP. Um, I need to go listen. Throw lenses. Throw lenses. Yo, I am stuck on track. The It's titled uh, 24. I'm stuck yeah. on that one. I put it on repeat and I hit him up. I was like, yo, man, this whole product, this is so beautiful. And he's like, you know, thank you, whatever. And he said, I said something about track 24. I said, and then he posted the thing that was like so many streams. And the first day I was like, yeah, you got at least a hundred of them from me from that one track alone. Like, <laughs> yeah. I had it on repeat. And the, the song is like, 
two minutes and a few seconds. Like it's not, you know, it's not very long, but it's like it's so perfect for this time right now. So anyway, check it out. How many, how many tracks is on it? I'm gonna go it's listen to like it. Only like five. It's only like five tracks oh, yeah. EP. So and it had the uh, 44 Dreams on it that he did with JB that he had released previously. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting that to be on there. I was like, oh, dope. You put this on here too. But yeah. And oh. then there, uh, anyway, it's so much we could say about it. But um, five tracks featuring features from the homie Vampire Youth, Saint Dom, of course, JB, you just spoke of, and then the homie from the 405 BD Man. Uh, Low Heem. Lohim on one with Bob, the homie Bobby Black Keys providing twinkle, the twinkle fingers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying with some production from like our contemporary country, like songwriting mastermind John Moreland with the beats, bro. With yeah. the beats. I, I didn't expect it. I just didn't bro, know. I didn't know what right to expect. Back in his bag, like I was like, man, I bet you John Morland's still sitting on like a bang of beats, and I knew it. And I, I remember saying that, and then I ran to verse one day because yeah, you think he heard me say it on the podcast. He was he gave me that that Grinch smile with kind of curled around. <laughs> <laughs> the verse. And now I know why. Now I know why. It's because because he was like, oh yeah, throw lenses. See, and like what you just said that about John Moreland, that's what I think about Canvas. I feel like he yeah. has so many things that he's probably sitting on. In I hope the there's city. a singing project in there somewhere. <laughs> I got like two whole EPs, Ali, no cap. They're all done. I'm just trying to figure out like, do I want to release this or do I want to sell this? Well, like I said, I'm you know, you, you need someone to take a listen, you know, shoot them my way. Okay, you know? I'm going to do that. Nah, we're going to start a freaking pop punk like, band. Like Let's go. Bass. I said, I said it's, like, it's like 80s bass. So mm. it has like the whole 80s aesthetic. Oh my gosh, you better sit that tonight, fam. Let me get a verse on them vaporwave joints, bro. Please. All right, I got You got oh some vaporwave God. in the bag. Let's go. Oh, man. Oh. I got it, man. Well, now knowing what we know about your your I mean, you, we, the kind of we, music you like too like come on man spend some time in the cypher just... remember jack and fruit i gotta buy them things man yeah, i yeah. love them i like them shits what was it you said you remember what i said i said y'all think i bought them remember jackets only for fun that's not, oh, yeah. that's not for oh, man, that's it. i got a little one shits. I got a shit black one too. So you like to go thrifting then, I take it. No, I buy them like from oh, Amazon. I buy them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to look. Man, yeah. That's my shit. I love man. I, I need a fresh one out the box. Please. Yeah, man. I just got a, I just got that white one. That shit is nice. I need I want to get a pink one and then I want to get a yellow one. Yeah, you need a lot of neon in your wardrobe. If you're gonna do 80s, you gotta have a lot of neon, maybe oh. some pink in there. I like the canary yellow ones. The canary yellow ones are like super dope. Yes. Uh what is it? Uh uh King Cut. He had like that classic tan one, and we were doing a uh, pop-up at the old clean hand shop on Sherry Street, and he came through and I remember he had got like the clean hands box logo printed on the back of his member was only that I think he still got it. That's that's throwed like if you What's auction up? that off, that's gonna go for like a good two, three hundred, three thousand. That's crazy. Yeah. You need the skinny tie too. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Or, the, or what is it? The the with the keys on it, like uh, uh, what's his name? What was Will Ferrell's character in uh, Zoolander? And, oh. Like, he, went, he went crazy because he made the keys. <laughs> uh, 
Can't remember the name. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Jacob Bim. <laughs> and then they do that look. Man, oh, what movie God. is this? Zoolander. Zoolander, bro. Oh, Zoolander. He was crazy as that. He does the. I have not seen that movie, bro. Man, that's a. It's. It's. It, it, it gives you the giggles. Uh, I want to. I don't know where to watch it. At. I know they ain't got that shit on Netflix. No, nah, it's not. For some reason, it is not streaming. It's and then I have that somewhere. It's on Prime or something. I'll watch it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Camus, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I thoroughly enjoy getting to know you a little better. Oh man, thank you for the. We um, it's an honor to be able to talk to you and um, hear just hear more about your musical tastes and and I'm I cannot wait to hear what you come up with next and I really do hope that you decide to go the, you know, discovering your family name route. I think that'd be interesting story. Oh, trust me, I want to for sure. I really do. I really do, and I'm going to. And I, once I find out, I'll let you know. Please do. Please do. You got my number. I'm about to shoot you my email too so I can get these exclusives. Oh god. <laughs> I got to get I got to get like someone's opinion that was in that era that could tell me like Please. you know what this you know what I'm saying cuz I could show it to somebody now and they'd be like this is dope. It's like, "Oh, bro, I'm trying yeah. to like I lived it. I literally yeah. lived it in the 80s. Like, I mean, yeah. I was a child, you know. I was cuz I was uh what have been 5 years old in 1980, okay? So, but like y'all, I can remember the very you first video that played on MTV. Like I actually physically saw it with my eyeballs. Like video killed the radio star. <laughs> yeah, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the same way with uh with Wu Tang. Like I was like three or four or five when they came out, but I remember I can remember seeing them on the screen and like how everybody was reacting to. You know what I'm saying? I know the yes. feeling. Like, I, I get oh, yeah. yeah that feeling. It was grimy. It was raw, man. Yep. Like. I'm glad you mentioned Method Man because that that dude just doesn't get enough recognition for having like the best. best no, he don't. That versus that he did with Red Man was that was so ridiculous. Oh man, he's Anthony honestly Barry J. Come on. Yeah, he's man. My, he's my favorite member. He's my favorite member of, of the Wu Tang Clan. Okay, I'm for a sure. genius. Like a genius is my favorite. All right, y'all. On behalf of the Fire and Little Africa podcast, I am Ali Shaw. And I'm Doc Free. We want to remind you to be the spark. Protect your flame. And pass the torch. All right, y'all. Let's get into this new track, Canvas, St. Dominic, and MC from the new Gym City album, This is Fetty. You gotta grind to the sun is up. Cool wasting time, get your numbers up. One thing on my mind, that's run it up. What you heard, it's a dollar a word. Come get you a verse, 500 bucks. I still.
still feel like we ain't done enough. So I run it up, run it up, run it up. Hey, I need a check today. All the boys, we gon' hop on the jet today. Shotty swore she would give me that neck today. Hit a plate of baked salmon, what at too fast? With a glass of Duval from 78. Rest in peace, Nate, I smoke weed every day. While I'm puffin', I make sure my credit is straight. Fuck an oven hoe, I keep my bread in the safe. No discussions, hey, I need my fatty today. 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 Lame ass nigga, why you always in your feelings? Go and get a bad nigga, focus on the digits. Going out bad, even worse than the bitches. I be in my bag making purchases and business. Yeah, they call me dad, I'm the reason why you did it. You ain't first, then your last little nigga in the winning. Life real fast, but at least a nigga living. All I do is spaz, you be snapping like a fitted. Little nigga need to quit it. Boy, need to quit it. Pour your bitch a glass till it kick up her feet. Put up the stash, then pull out the heat. No matter how bad all my niggas gon' eat. I learned that from my dad, he would pull out the ski. Match that bitch up like he B A and E. And he put his little boy on some G A and me. Now we chasing that fatty if we ain't asleep. And we ain't asleep. And I need my fatty today. Hey, I need my fatty today. Hey, I need my way. Hey, I need my hey. I need my fatty today, damn. I need my fatty today, ay. I need my fatty today, flight.